0: Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Left Look. It's Sunday, July 30th. The month's almost over. I'm here with my comrade, Jacob. Hello, brother Julian. And DJ is once again not here. Here
1: with us in spirit.
0: He's here with us in spirit. That's true. What's he doing? Did he tell you?
1: Uh, No. Such a private guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, he can, he can be. That's for sure. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, it's Left Look. It's a premier independent podcast from the Gato Institute, where we'll be taking a look at Canadian and international arts, culture, and entertainment to provide you with an unbiased opening perspective. we we'll see the podcast Independent Par Excellence de l'Institut Gato, new examiner on l'art, la culture, l'advertissement Canadien et international pour vous offering perspective and de gauche. Hmm. gauche.
1: Not bad. Uh, you know, I was thinking about adjusting the. Uh the opening bit, something like uh, your favorite source of disinformation and misinformation. And then it would, uh, make, uh, the apology segment that I do weekly, uh, <laughs> you know, f- feel a little more, uh, smooth. I don't know yeah. what the word is. Um, but anyways, uh, this week we only have two uh, very short apologies. I, uh, uh, in an episode that is up already. So as of this date, what is the date today? Did we say that? Yeah, that's the theory. Uh, Yeah, okay.
0: We're both out of it, by the way, too.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a terrible episode. But anyways, a number of episodes ago, I was trying to think of the legal theory that protects police from lawsuits. It's called qualified immunity. I couldn't remember that. Sorry. And then the (laughs) second apology I have is, um, so I think we've been a little too loose with the word Nazi. (laughs) And... uh, (laughs) For instance, we called Doug Ford a Nazi. We've, we've called lots of people Nazis, Yeah, I called right? my
0: teacher a Nazi.
1: And it's been pointed out to me in the comments, you know, some several thousands of times uh, on the podcast, <laughs> that the uh, if they're not from the region of Germany, they're actually right. just sparkling fascists. So. <laughs>
0: That's very <laughs> funny. <laughs> Thank you. What region in Germany would you say, though?
1: Yeah, I tried to uh, work up a good one. <laughs> I couldn't. Uh, Bavaria is what I would have said, though, because... Yes. Yeah. All right. Because <laughs> it's where all the Catholics are, and that's where the Beer Hall Putsch started and all, all right. that stuff. Just, I I, I want
0: to know in the event that I steal that joke in the future.
1: <laughs> Bavaria would be the best bet, Bavaria. for sure. All right, all right.
0: Nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, I like to do a bit that says, uh, there is no fascist coup that has ever happened that didn't start with the Catholics, um, anywhere. Maybe if you count the Japanese <laughs> as fascist, uh, you can, you could, uh, you know, convince me of that. Uh. But I think most people don't, uh, consider them fascists. They consider them Prussian constitutionalists or something like that. And, um... And the Japanese yeah during World War two
0: okay
1: uh, because their Constitution they didn't have a revolution between you know the end of World War one and World War two yeah. like the Germans did right and they didn't have a, a couple different constitutions go in they had the same one they'd had since the 1870s and it you know operated basically as uh, the german empire did before world war one and germany was accepted as a member of the nations of uh you know the community of nations so it stands to reason that so must uh, so must the japanese but within europe every uh, fascist coup and takeover in government was catholic in origin yeah i, I believe I think that it's funny um it's fucking
0: scheming catholics
1: I don't know if it's scheming so much as like just a leftover of a, an autocratic and hierarchical command structure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, schemers. <laughs> Julian is English, just a pure Anglican at heart. He hears popery, well, and he gets angry. <laughs> I am technically a baptized Catholic.
0: Are you really? The That's so funny. Yeah,
1: <laughs> which, I, uh, which is why family. I can call them scheming my family is mostly Catholic and I'm not Catholic. So I don't think I could make that scheming joke.
0: (laughs) Yeah. There are some words only we can say. (laughs)
1: That's our word. (laughs) Yeah. Scheming.
0: (laughs) Can
1: you imagine? Yeah. The, the Catholics have just been projecting on the Jews for 2000 years. Yes.
0: (laughs) 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 It's all part of the scheme, man.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I can hear, like, a, a middle-aged Jewish man doing a joke like that, being like, well, they call us scheming, you know? Well, who do they think they base their religion on? A Jew, <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah. Anyways, that's the anti-Semitism portion of our show for you. Um, and anti What did you want to talk? Well, I think you said you. Uh, it's not anti-Catholic if you're one of them, right? It's like... A black person saying the n-word. I find that anti-black, but I don't think I get to say so. Yeah,
0: I'm a self-hating
1: Catholic. You know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's all. Ca- that's a prerequisite yes. to Catholic- uh, Catholicism. It really is.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah. What was I Catholicism- going
1: to talk about? Sorry, I just want to finish that. Oh, please, out. The Catholic. Yeah. Catholicism reminds me of the meme where there's this child and he's creating cardboard monsters and then cardboard flame and then he put c- puts curtains all around him and then he sits down and cries amongst his creation. Yeah. That's what Catholicism is. They just, <laughs> you create all these weird rules and then you punish yourself with them for the rest of your life. Yep. <laughs> and
0: it's fun. And it is. <laughs> what else are you doing?
1: All right. Tell us about the World app.
0: Uh, yeah, so this, they had their public launch last week, and it's from, or at least the blog post was written by Sam Altman, the uh, guy, What's uh, the OpenAI guy, CEO, probably.
1: Oh, is he, uh, he's a big deal and I don't know him? Cool.
0: Sam Altman, yeah, I'm scrolling here. I'll, d-
1: I'll do background, keep on. Launch. Okay, Whatever. yeah, you tackle that.
0: Anyways, this world app is kind of making a big play. They want to his, be...
1: This uh, face looks like it was designed by AI. <laughs> it it might have been.
0: Right. Apply some E some filter to that. I don't know. <laughs> um, they want to be a global identity system. And like uh, to kind of replace governments in that capacity in a global oh, yeah. sense... And so what's happened, the app's live, you can download it now, you make an account, give them your phone number, whatever. But you can't Jeez. actually verify your humanness until you visit an orb. Which is an orb. Yeah, right? What a what a name. You could have picked any name for your fucking verification station, but they picked orbs. It's
1: it's metaphysical already. It sounds like a cult. You <laughs> yeah. Know I
0: mean? It I mean we'll we'll get into that in a minute. But oh, geez. <laughs> um, yeah, you visit the an orb and they capture your biometrics. So I assume like fingerprint, retinal scan, facial recognition, they just take everything. And dental records. Maybe even dental records. And they keep that on file as proof that you're human. And then they can register in their system like, oh yeah, this user has confirmed with us previously their biological nature. We know it's not a bot. So annoying.
1: An Orb is just like a, an Apple Genius Bar, and there's probably like five of them worldwide. Yeah. What I'm pick- I was picturing okay, like a mall kiosk, even. Yeah, exactly what I was thinking. But like, <laughs> there's only one of them. There, maybe three. One in London, one in New York, and one in fucking, I don't know, Singapore.
0: At this rate, yeah, probably. There's not very many. They're being rolled out, from what I understand, so we should have some in Canada soon-ish, the,
1: maybe? Yeah, yeah, they'll be like Tim Hortons here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know about that,
1: but <laughs> <laughs> we'll
0: probably right. get like six in just like the yeah. major metropolitan areas. Yeah. And uh yeah. So yeah, global ID system. And then what pairs with that is they want to be a cryptocurrency wallet as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can put your US dollar tokens or your Bitcoin or Ethereum, you can store that on the world app,
1: I believe. And then it's linked to your biometrics. So it's also a bank. Wow.
0: Yeah. And the goal here is f- to, I guess. Take over the world. Ostensibly empower humans in a <laughs> digital economy. Because this way, oh, like, <laughs> can prove you're human. We know you're not an AI. Whoa. And Oh,
1: Jesus. I'm, it's going to empower these people. I'll tell you that. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My official stance is that I'm cautiously pessimistic. But
1: yeah, cautiously pessimistic. <laughs> <The> <laughs> From reason, what you've described me, I, I'm rampantly pe- uh, pessimistic. Like, <laughs> well, here's the uh, thing.
0: Here's here's the twist, which is why I downloaded the app to begin with, or why I even mention it, is because yeah. they want to do UBI on a global scale. Ostensibly, they say they do. Cool. Right. So I signed up the oh. app, and it right away just gave me a voucher. It's like here, like for when you're verified, you have a claim to twenty-five. World Coins, which is going to be their cryptocurrency. Yeah. I was like, oh, cool, that's interesting. And I look, and it's like, oh, I'm entitled to another one a week from now. Like, oh, okay. So I guess, you know, if they're making these payouts once a week, that, you know, they've already got this global UBI thing rolling out. And I looked, and the value of these tokens, like ostensibly on the market right now, is about 50 bucks. And if it holds there, and I'm just earning 50 bucks a week, having this Wait, wait! App.
1: They, it's a fifty bucks a token right now.
0: No, no, no. And they give you tw- they, they give twenty five. Like, no, it's like t- it's like two bucks a token.
1: Oh, okay. Fifty bucks for the twenty five tokens. Yes, okay. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But uh, you know, you can't even exchange them in candy yet. The infrastructure is not in place, so I expect yeah. once everybody's allowed to trade these tokens, the value will just plummet. But who knows? It looks like they've got a lot of money in their pockets if they're prepared to just you know start buying users like this.
1: Yeah, I wonder what the actual play is behind there. You know what I mean?
0: I mean, it's very weird. It is, yeah, it is strange. I guess they want to be like the bedrock of a more egalitarian financial system, and they do say finance. They're like, oh, you know, everybody should be able to participate in finance, and everyone should get a a cut
1: of the, like, profits that finance generates. It's like, I think everyone should be entitled to ignore finance completely. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it is such a a mysticism like a wasted lore in my head to have learned as much about finance as i have and i don't even know all that much i mean like
0: (laughs) yeah i agree with you i don't i hate thinking about it but it does you know does generate profits and lots of profits
1: yeah but there should be like the department of the government that just does that you know and then distributes those profits as they see best you know or they're chartered best to do but yeah. Well, we can't just have a well-functioning society. A corporation <laughs> has to start a cult. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, yeah. I agree with you, though. Their dollars, their tokens, they're going to go, like, they're going to be Korean value. You know what I mean? Like, where you got to pay, like, 3 million whatever just for a sub or something like that. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. they apparently it's capped at uh, 10 billion tokens, which is interesting because I think that's roughly where Bitcoin is capped as well.
1: Zimbabwe, maybe even yeah,
0: but yeah. They they cap it, yeah, uh, yeah, right. So yeah, I don't know. Like yeah, cautiously pessimistic. I'm gonna follow it and see where it goes, but I'm trying to keep an open mind because I don't think we're gonna get socialism the way we expect it, but I do think we're going to get it. And if you wow. know, if this is perhaps you know a socialist program stamped with the birthmarks of capitalism, then
1: you know, I don't know. That's abundantly positive and uh, optimistic I I was looking for. We're going to have socialism, Julie, in 2023. I say cautiously. Famous last words.
0: (laughs) Well, no, it'll take them a while, but um, I'm cautiously pessimistic because what I expect to happen, like that's the most positive outcome is this is a kind of socialism emerging. What I think Mm -hmm. will happen is just... You know, they're going to try to get as many people in on this grift as possible by buying them. And then the rug pull will just be absolutely massive.
1: Ooh, the rug pull. We love the rug pull. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Like, I can't Uh, see why or how international hedge funds, you know, the huge pools of dark money out there, how they wouldn't just like pump and dump this cryptocurrency the way they have with every other cryptocurrency. Like, I don't see any safeguards for that. But
1: yeah. All cryptocurrencies basically sell the same uh, promise as uh, as the as their their worth, which is the a non fiat currency. Yeah, and uh, that has always just chilled my spine because <laughs> of my understanding of currency. I'm gonna let this just bleed right into the next bit, unless you have a uh, no I'm, more I'm to good. say. Take it away. Yeah, uh, um, <clears throat> that has always just chilled my spine because basically from my understanding of history and economics is that the only reason things have value is that the Kings of the world, Kings, actual Kings say it has value. Right. Ah. And, uh, my evidence of this has, uh, been in the news recently. Uh, it's been talked about a bunch on CNN. Uh, oh, this prob- is a great segue. You, you prob- <laughs> Thanks. <done>. You probably, <laughs> You've probably talked about this, uh, sorry, you've probably heard about this, that uh, the UN is pressuring uh, South Africa to not let Vladimir Putin uh, attend. And if he does attend, uh, to arrest him and attend what? The meeting of the BRICS countries that's happening August 22nd to 25th. Yeah. And uh, why is it important that uh, Putin doesn't come? Well, mostly just to fuck with him. But actually, uh, it's because BRICS has said, well, only Russia has said this, but BRICS is meeting to talk about it is to start their own currency between the five nations of themselves. Yeah. Right? A gold backed currency, right? Really? And. Yep. Interesting. I don't think it's interesting. I think it's laughable. I it mean... shows how, it shows how second rate these fucking powers are <laughs> that they could think they could just go back to the gold standard. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get into why that's so fucking laughable. But the, um, uh, I wanted to start uh, with a story. Did you, uh, do you know why the world uh, pays in U.S. dollars basically for all its transactions? Uh, Bretton Woods. Bretton Woods, right? What, uh, so, how did it work before Bretton Woods?
0: That was it. Was all gold standard, right? Under the British.
1: N- n- well, no, it wasn't all gold standards. It was all tied to the pound. Okay. Before then, right, everything right. was done in, done in pounds, and then before then. It was all gold standard. Right. Now, here's a question. When did the gold standard start? Ooh, 1800s? Uh, 1700s. Okay. Really good guess, though. Um, so, for the longest time, for the history of humanity, in fact, silver has been the uh, commodity of exchange, preferred by most governments, right? right? All right. Uh, And this was the case right up until the, like, the mid seventeen early mid-1700s, right? Yeah. And the Spanish are pulling mountains of silver out of the ground in uh, South America, right? Mountains and mountains of it. And it doesn't matter, though, because gold and silver are approximately, approximate in value to each other, right? It's not perfect. They're not uh, the same. They're not even close, really, but they're approximate. And they can be used for... uh, exchange right one both can be held as reserves of uh currency you know or uh just as reserves basically yeah um but how it changed from silver to gold was that there was this guy isaac newton i'm sure you've heard of him yeah after he after he suffered a mental breakdown at oxford doing physics he decided to go run the bank of england and what he did i can't I can't quite wrap my head around what he did, but he uh, he changed the exchange rate of uh, how many pennies it was for a gold coin back in the day, from 20 pennies to 21 pennies or whatever. And what it did was it just flew all the gold into uh, the United Kingdom, right? Like, just actual mountains of gold being transferred to the United Kingdom because all these merchants throughout Western Europe saw that they could get a better exchange rate, basically, on the silver to gold, therefore increasing their value. So oh, more, I see. Right? And so, the pennies were silver. Yes, okay. exactly. All right. Um, but anyways, uh, eventually, uh, England has all the gold. And more than that, England's got all the power, right? And so they make gold the standard. They just decide <laughs> that gold... <laughs> Now gold's the value thing, right? <laughs> yeah, and the story doesn't end there, though, right? The story gets more and more crazy as we approach. Our laughing at the BRICS nations is what, what a fucking joke they are, right? Um, so uh, as World War One approaches, right? Britain has mountains of gold, as I said, right? They send fourteen hundred tons of gold to the uh, to the United States throughout World War One. Uh, to pay for weapons and then they start cranking the credit, right? Right, <laughs> today the United States has something like 5,000 tons of gold in their reserves, right? Yeah. And then on top of that, they have the IMF, which has like a thousand tons, and the, uh, the UK and the French each have a thousand tons, so you can call it the Allies have like 10,000 tons, right? Okay, it, it reminds me of that. Uh, the beginning of uh, what's it called, National Treasure, you know, the Nick Cage movie. Where they're yeah. uh, they're moving the the gold of the Egyptians and the Romans and the Greeks all around the world. They actually did that, but they melted it down first. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they sent it in bricks, bullion. Um, but anyways, so the the United States now has all this gold, right? They have it. Ten access, as I've just said, ten thousand tons of gold. The Chinese have the second most amount of gold in the world, but the Americans have a, a more gold than anybody else, far and away. Right, uh-huh. and so even just off that, right, if they go to a, a gold standard currency, they'll increase the, the buy the buying power of the Americans, right, because they have they have more gold than they know what to do with, right. Yeah, but then even even beyond that, right, you need to think: Is gold a, a good a unit of exchange into the future? And the answer is a solid no, right? NASA has predicted that by 2035 they will crash the first asteroid into Earth that they can mine from, right? <laughs> yeah. And there are just asteroids of gold, actual, not figurative mountains of gold as before, but an actual mountain of gold being crashed into a shallow ocean somewhere, right? And then that crashes the worth of gold worldwide, therefore depressing the currency right yeah. and so that that's where it becomes laughable right because then they've tried to back their whole system on something that is just not permanent right what they thought was permanent because they look back 5000 years and they see you know regular permanence basically it's just it's pathetic you know what i mean the, they're they're so not able to compete with the americans policy wise on that front i really hope they don't adopt it because I, it'll cement the American empire. I can just hear people on Wall Street and like the CIA and the DOD just chuckling to themselves. Oh yeah, <laughs> gold backed currency. Best of luck. You know what I mean? like, I
0: mean, <sighs> I see where you're coming from, mm-hmm. but a part of me feels like the Chinese are cleverer than that, you know? I don't think like, so. They've got a plan. They're schemers too. <laughs> are they Catholics? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they kind of with uh, that Taiping thing, right?
1: I don't think the Chinese are uh, planners. I, t- the history of China tells tells me the opposite of that. <laughs> in fact, <laughs> I don't know. They kind of mud- They kind of muddle along in the most hospitable place on earth that can pack, you know, <laughs> hundreds of millions of them until they fall apart, and then they muddle along again. And because it's so hospitable there. They uh they make these great advances that you know most of the, uh, the world owes society to you know paper and writing fireworks yeah all sorts of shit gunpowder but you know I don't think there was anybody in the government ever who was you know making those kind of big brain plays there was lots of big brain Chinese people no big brain Chinese government. <laughs> Ever until now, <laughs> nope. <laughs> they're they're gonna get rocked, but whatever. I, we disagree on this point. That's fine. Well,
0: no, I mean, I do agree with you. Like, we dropped the gold standard for a reason. So, like, to go back yeah. to it, I don't know. I don't. I don't really see it working. I'd also expect like to try. Why don't you just try and make the yuan the world currency instead of the dollar? Wouldn't that be easier?
1: Yeah, no, because China doesn't uh, adhere to the things that allow the U.S. dollar to, or at least try to publicly adhere to, right? The Mm, U.S. is rampantly fascist, but these things that they say that they abide by, like free speech and... Uh, freedom of travel and things like that, open liberal democracy. It it allows them to incorporate with the rest of the world, right? I want to buy in dollars because for 250 years, they've been doing the same things that they say they're going to be doing, right? (laughs) That is a stable currency. Yeah. Yeah, Eh,
0: I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out.
1: Yeah, for sure. We'll be following it for you.
0: We are all Um, rooting for the Bricks Nations, right? In this one?
1: I don't know, the BRICS nations. Yeah, that would. Uh, technically, that should be my position as a socialist, but like immediately, I can see that if the BRICS nations succeed, my life is immediately worse.
0: Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the trouble with being a white middle class socialist in a nice yeah. country. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, we actually can't lose those wars, Julian. Like, uh,
0: yeah, I've got a yeah. I've got a lazy boy in the mail, man. I'm not. I, given that up
1: I I excuse it away uh thinking about it through his uh, historical lens the uh the union Sacré, which was the uh grand alliance of the socialists and rightist parties in France that united to kill a million Frenchmen in the defense of the homeland respect and yeah I don't know about respect <laughs> but uh they uh you know how long could Germany have occupied France you know oh even, even in, I don't know they would have been kicked out eventually. Germany would have tried to make uh, enough battleships to take on the full Anglosphere if they had won World War One. Yeah. And then they would have lost because the Anglosphere is fucking huge, right? It's <laughs> massive. Yeah. And uh, and the Americans would have seen as soon as the fr- as Paris was taken in 1914, uh, they would have been like, well, shit got real. I guess we have to do actual fighting. Yeah. They, they would see it within their interest, right? I don't know why I started on this cha- tangent though. Now, um, <laughs> anyways, you better finish uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I'm gonna move into a next bit. I think that's that's the end of it though. The uh, currencies are stupid. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, s- did you hear? Uh, that this has been the hottest day in 100,000 years. Sorry, hottest year in 100,000 years.
0: Uh I didn't hear that explicitly, but I'm not surprised. That tracks. Yeah. With all the other it graphs It was last I'm year.
1: Seeing. It was last year too. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. So, I uh I saw this guy. He was uh being deposed, which means a lawyer is talking to him and he's under oath and he's answering questions. And uh he's some kind of health guy, Stanley Plotkin was his name. I'm going to re-Google him. But he uh, he was answering questions about what uh, had been done to test these uh, vaccines that he had worked with. Uh-huh. And uh, he said a bunch of things that confirmed a bunch of predictions from long, long ago on Leflo. Our it might Our predictions? Yeah. It might have been... He, it might've even been, uh, two guys in a red, uh, that long ago, the <laughs> predictions. <laughs> right. That the, uh, but anyways, uh, he, uh, admitted to having, uh, directed studies being done in urban communities and third world communities, uh, on, uh, pregnant, te- uh, teens without their knowing, uh, knowing on prisoner populations without them knowing. Ugh. Yeah. And, uh it was all about the mRNA uh, vaccines too, right? Right. And uh, I had said back uh, back in the day that all these people who were being conspiracy theorists about the uh, about the mRNA vaccine, that we hadn't tested it and it was too new and things like that. I said back then, don't worry about it. The CIA is testing it on brown people. I said that. <laughs> <laughs> and now I have confirmation that the, they did it and it was safe because they were testing it on fucking... Third world people and inner city people and Jesus. just brutal, right? Yeah, just brutal. I but you know, we we'll, we love to be right on left. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say, maybe if you one of us should dig through the archives and find that episode and I'll splice the prediction in here somewhere. Mm. That'd be fun.
1: Yeah, I could go looking for it, I guess. Um I do think it was uh, pre episode one, though. Now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, which means um, it's probably on my hard drive and not on the internet somewhere. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, yeah, we'll we'll see, listeners. If I do find that clip, you'll hear it right here. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're
1: back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I blew that. You you did that really well though. <laughs> um, so we've been doing a movie rotation uh, review here <clears throat> on Left Look. Yep, and. Uh, Last week we did the Parallax View. It was good. We all liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I, it's now uh, time for DJ to recommend a movie. Actually, again, and then it's my turn again. And uh, <laughs> I had I I had slotted in our group chat that I was going to recommend this movie, uh, which uh, I don't even know what the fucking name of the movie is. But Chapo Trap House has come out and reviewed the movie in the fucking meantime. And I'm really sad about that. But I only wanted to say uh, that since we're not going to be reviewing the movie anymore, I've been told to <laughs> chill on the Chapo <laughs> comparisons. Um, that they didn't include this one part. And the, the movie is about the, uh, the this grooming phenomenon. And it's with Jim Caviezel, the guy who played Jesus Christ in The Passion of the Christ. You know who I'm talking yeah. about? Uh, I don't, what is the fucking movie's uh, title? Sound of Freedom. Uh, there you go. Thank you. Um, Outsold Indiana Jones I, at the box office. Didn't everything uh, outsell Indiana Jones? Yeah, but isn't, that should be a fucking alarm bell somewhere for somebody. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Jim Caviezel's psychiatrist. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, no, I get what you're saying. It is a fascist uh, yellow light um, I that know, we right? just flew on by. But anyways, Jim Caviezel, right, is uh, being interviewed about his movie that he's just put out by this one of these special operations. I've talked about how I love to watch military YouTube, right, oh, because yeah. these these guys are psychos, right? And I just love thinking about these psychos. And um, anyways, this one special operator had Jim Caviezel on to be interviewed, and it was just this short. It was only 30 seconds, right? But he's, uh, it was the end of the interview and this guy who had been in Afghanistan committing untold amounts of war crimes (laughs) gave a rosary to Jim Caviezel, right? Uh, you know, like a prayer beat. Yeah, fucking schemers. And it was like, I really want you to have this. This got me. It shouldn't come up this much in an episode, uh, but anyways, he gives he gives Jim Caviezel he gives Jesus Christ his rosary beads to help him in his struggle against the groomers, and those are his prayer beads he took to war with him, Jesus and that's Christ. why yeah, isn't that fucking crazy, right? <laughs> like, you guys are both fascists, right? Like, yeah. Um, But uh, they didn't include that in the review, the Chapo Boys, and I just wanted to say we would have, and we would have been dope at the (laughs) review as well. But they handled everything, so fuck it. I
0: mean, we still can Uh, if you want to. It might be nice to have a right-wing film up on the docket.
1: Uh, I'll find another. Okay. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, you know, I don't want to name names here, but I want to obey the person who said I got (laughs) to chill about that.
0: Nobody said you have to (laughs) chill.
1: It's just... (laughs) I don't know,
0: We're doing our own thing no,
1: here. We're making our own garbage. <laughs> yeah, we're making our own garbage. I don't uh, actually care that much about the uh, the Chapo Trap House. I only have binged it uh, as a phenomenon of this uh, show, though, because Julian uh, recommended it to me a number of years ago, and then also Come Town, which is the uh, oh my god, like yeah. a, kind of a, a kind of an affiliate with Stavros <laughs> Halkius and. Uh, and there's also there's all these things that Julia has been uh, trying to convince me to watch over the years. And then, uh, on top of that, our show is just like a shitty knockoff of Trappo <laughs> Trap House. Like yes. we're doing our own thing, but you know, I, the setup is almost completely the same. You know what I mean? Like we bring in an article, we talk over each other to get our jokes out. You know, it's yep. it's stupid. It's in the <laughs> vein. Whatever.
0: It's in the vein of the Dirtbag Left podcasts that I've been so inspired by. <laughs> but
1: that's true with, That's
0: with, true. with 10% of the effort that they make. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: have you listened to an episode of come town?
1: Uh, yeah, one.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. That's a W for me.
1: I look I don't get why I don't like come town, right? I <laughs> love Stavros. halkius it must be the other guy. It must be him. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> So here's another prediction. Uh, well, not a prediction that came true, but uh, I had one of my pronouncements on left look challenged. Right when the uh, when the balloon, the Chinese balloon that came over, was um, what's it talking about? the the so what am I talking about there was a balloon that was way up in the air and F22 shot it down it was in Georgia and then like a week later there was a similar incident in uh north canada yeah. and we talked about it here on left look right uh-huh i said you know what the fuck could that balloon be doing right like it's nothing i don't know why we shot it down right yeah. and there there's this guy he's got really curly hair <laughs> he's uh, he's light brown i don't know oh yeah
0: no I, I know who you mean
1: uh he he's a CIA agent or an ex CIA agent, right? And okay. he's been making the rounds on a, a bunch of these interview podcasts and I think he's been selected for this role as uh cuz no one's an ex CIA agent, right? He's still a CIA yeah. agent, right? <laughs> yeah. And so I think he's been selected for this role cuz he's very affable and he he's a minority and he's uh he uh dresses alternatively, you know, he's got like uh not dreads but curly hair. Okay. And um Anyways, uh, I think he's been selected for this role so that he can do, like, outreach with the the MAGA crowd. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Which is weird to say aloud. But, um, yeah, anyways, he comes on this podcast, the same special operations guy who gave the rosary to Jim Caviezel. Oh, yeah. And he uh, he says, you know, I've been listening to all these people talk about the balloon, how it does nothing. We shouldn't have shut it down. But it can intercept communications that are going in between our... uh, our bases, right? And it was just like obviously cap right away, cap right? Because that's just not how communications travel. They either guy go by uh. hardwire or they go up into the air into a satellite and then back to the ground. Yeah. Right? So the, you know, a balloon is unnecessary to uh, pick those up. You could just send another satellite.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, they do typically use satellites.
1: Yeah satellites is how they do it. They don't go between bases, right? It's not like the signal is launched from Washington in a curve to fucking Los Angeles. You know yeah. I mean? Like that's not how that works. Well, but that's how actually,
0: isn't that what microwave towers do? Just like beaming across uh, the landscape like that. I guess actually. Yeah. But I, again, I don't think a high do balloon would see that. I don't know. Whatever. Please continue.
1: Yeah. Um, no, you've kind of thrown my whole point under the bus oh. actually, but <laughs> Sorry. no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, but anyways, there was an, uh, a Reuters article that says the Chinese, uh, spy balloon did not collect information over the U S and that's from the Pentagon that Reuters is uh, quoting that from. Interesting. And so I just wanted to say, I am, I'm right. That balloon was doing nothing <laughs> and we wasted millions of dollars to shut it down, shoot it down. Well, you know I mean? yeah,
0: the official story is that it was doing nothing that the real story how can we know
1: you mean Reuters might be lying to me (laughs) (laughs) true yeah
0: and honestly that gets into something else I kind of wanted to discuss this week I don't know are you you're mostly done with the balloon oh yes do you think and I'm kind of half quoting Hassan here do you think there's a big dial in the Pentagon that just says schizophrenia level and they've slowly, they've cranked it up another notch or two.
1: Uh, what does he mean by that? What do you mean by that? Like, um,
0: the, the dial controls just like what people are getting in their sponsored algorithm feeds.
1: And it uh, know,
0: is affecting their mental health <laughs> in a predetermined way.
1: Sponsored algorithm feeds. Um, I'll tell you what's been coming up in my algorithm feed, and then I'll answer it seriously afterwards. Please. <laughs> <I>, um. <laughs> I've been getting bombarded with these shorts of this sport that's uh, a local to India. I think it's called Kabali or something like that. And these giant, out of shape men will go <laughs> up to each other, and they will uh, they will uh, look into each other's eyes, and then they'll just start smacking each other oh, really lights. hard. <laughs> yeah, uh, in the meat of the chest, and they just do oh. it over. Yeah, like. Not, not not a slap to the face this is a different sport I know that sport that's awesome too but the uh, no th- these guys will slap their each other's chests over and over again until basically one of them breaks it looks like a walrus mating ritual translated into humanity
0: <laughs> okay I think you're the only person in the world whose algorithm is serving them effectively
1: <laughs> uh, I love my algorithm I thought, <laughs> I, I I fucking love it a lot. That does sound because like, awesome. I also I know how to navigate it too, right? If I if I don't like something, I ask it, don't show me that again, yeah. right? Or if I if if I like something, I put the like button down on it, or I'll I'll search it, right? right? You work so that with I, it, g- <laughs> yeah. Give it's a, it's working against me, right? It doesn't want to show me anything leftist or anything educational, right? Yeah. So I have to actively beat it into doing that, right? Yeah. But anyways, on, uh, speaking to the actual point now, uh, yeah, of course the Pentagon's got a fucking dial like that. Um, I like to think that they have a dial for everybody, uh, schizophrenia-wise, mm. and they've just accidentally left mine at 11 out of 10. <laughs> this one goes to 11. Um, no, but... Isn't that what the DEF CON meter is, basically? Like <laughs> Yeah, I suppose in a way. Yeah. Turn up the paranoia meter. Just stocks are at risk. <laughs> I think it's funny because
0: I have never interacted with my algorithm. Like I haven't liked any like on Facebook specifically at least. I haven't liked anything in years. I've never told it I don't like something. And you know mm-hmm. what I'm getting a lot of these days? What? Just like construction infographics for medium in medium-sized medium intersections in cities I've never been to. <laughs> <laughs> I get like a big poster, it's like, these two lanes are gonna be closed on, you know, Adelaide West in Sydney, Australia. I was like, nice, this is a cool graphic. <laughs>
1: If your algorithm was personified, it would just be like an Auschwitz victim. It's starving and Probably. it has no food. It's, mine comes out, it, it's Bender when he's turned into a person and he becomes 800 pounds and then dies. <laughs> the gluttony of my algorithm. Yes, it's well fed. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's not true though. I'm sure your porn uh, recommendations are attuned.
0: I mean, you'd think, but I... I don't tie in with any one site enough for it to follow me.
1: I don't think. Interesting. You jump. Uh, you know what? We're not gonna do your porn. <laughs> <terms of> <laughs> we yeah. That, you're welcome, that, listeners. That's a whole episode <laughs> on its own. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, you know what I was uh, uh watching the other day. Uh Nothing, because I don't watch anything. But I saw a clip Bazinga. on YouTube. The other, yeah. <laughs> Actually, good one. Because what I was watching a clip of was uh, young Sheldon. Nice. Doing the, the quote of uh, the old Sheldon. Yeah. I liked the Big Bang Theory back in the day. You know what? It, I don't mind it. It turned in the uh, the mainstream very quickly that it became, I don't know, taboo. Just fucking like annoying. Show.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, it,
1: I I you know I didn't like it at the end I I, don't, I wouldn't be like ah, I don't really want to watch but you know it was funny to begin with
0: yeah you could leave it yeah. on
1: exactly it was good background noise yeah better than Friends agreed at least but um apparently this young Sheldon we've talked about it before has become a real hit within the uh the internet verse yeah um but I bring it up because I saw a clip last week that uh, Sheldon identifies as a communist one week he uh, and i was thinking the kid young sheldon yeah yeah (laughs) young sheldon interesting so he go he he gets really angry that the uh this bread company is going to be trying to produce more bread and lowering the quality of bread and he was like they shouldn't be able to do that for profits and he's giving an interview on live tv and this (laughs) reporter's like well well who should be able to own it the people it's their bread right <laughs> and he goes and she goes so are you a communist or some sort of communist and he goes yeah i guess i am right <laughs> and he, he he's growing up in texas yeah, right? yeah and so like the rest of the episode is his family being harassed for that crime right of <laughs> an eight-year-old saying he is a communist interesting um, yeah uh, but like the hilarity of the writers, like it knows no bounds, right? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Some of the, the first thing the dad, uh, says to him when he comes into the doors, he's like, he obviously doesn't care about politics, right? But he's worried about everyone getting killed in his house, right? <laughs> By these raving fascists in America during the height of the cold war. Yeah. And he, he, and he walks right up to Sheldon and he goes, do you love your country? Do you love your country? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. I, uh, I love that idea. I love that bit too, because, uh, basically every genius, uh, anybody who could be identified as a genius from the last, I don't know, a couple centuries at least, at least one century we'll say, uh, outwardly identified as a socialist. Yeah. I mean, like they, uh, card carrying.
0: Yeah, no. It's, it's funny you bring that up because I actually watched old Sheldon over the weekend. Interesting. Yeah. He builds this atomic bomb, crazy movie.
1: Oh, <laughs> did you watch Offenheimer, though? <laughs> I did, yeah. Yeah, you should have went to see Barbie. I saw it, night too. Night. I
0: saw it last weekend.
1: Oh, oh, wait, oh, you didn't do the double feature? No, it, not stuff. in the same weekend, No. Uh, which did you prefer? Uh,
0: I don't know. Neither of, them,
1: neither of them were that great, in my opinion. I've, he- I've heard Barbie, um, though, has a great message, that the message is more directed for women. Um, yeah. I don't know, though. I haven't seen it yet. There, there is the the Ken message that he's, you know, supposed to find his own identity within it. But I don't know. I'll I'll watch the movie yeah, before I give an opinion. Yeah, on I it. won't. I uh, won't spoil anything now. Uh, no, spoil it because I'm not gonna watch Oppenheimer. Except How was
0: that Oppenheimer man, he is basically just Sheldon in that movie. Is he? I'm I'm here for it, <laughs> but that's all. Obviously that's all I think.
1: <laughs> Obviously autism accomplished that though, right? Like <laughs> Yep.
0: And like you said, he's card carrying so well he wasn't technically a card carrying socialist, but he came pretty close. Yeah. Yep. Historically in the movie.
1: I uh I didn't know that about Oppenheimer. Yeah, I mean I do know I I do know uh the bit from the movie that they've done is uh where he says I've got blood, o- blood on my hands to Truman. Yes. I do know that that has been toned down for the audiences. I know that the actual quote from Truman is something like, don't ever bring that fucking pussy into my office again. Yeah. I killed those fucking people. Me. Right? Yep. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. That's fucked up. That
0: scene is just like, don't let that cry baby in here again.
1: That cry baby. Yeah, no. Don't let that fucking pussy in here again is the historical quote. Yeah, it's a, uh,
0: Don't let that stupid whiny in here again.
1: Is what he said. Yeah, that's so crazy. Could you bleep out my swears too? Uh, <laughs> Wait, like so far this episode,
0: or you want to do one right now?
1: Have I been swearing a lot? I don't know. Uh, no, uh, no, uh, I meant the ones just there, but yeah, no, I, I've seen on, online a lot that a, a bunch of uh, young men will see that line and be like, based, you know what I mean? <laughs> based that we, based that we killed, uh, 200,000 Japanese instantaneously. It's just like, well, obviously the message of this movie missed, right? Like, and it shouldn't bit. have been made. Yeah. Yeah. It shouldn't have been made because the people are not capable of having an adult conversation about it. And the people who are having adult conversations about it are fascists. And they're so, so annoying. Yeah. Uh, Just uh, all
0: the internet people
1: and uh i'm gonna go back to the truman quote too mm-hmm. the the true the truman quote i only bring up the the precise wording for the uh, uh for the comedic effect but what in actuality truman felt terrible like for the rest of his life uh bore that with him right and basically uh he didn't want uh want to talk to Oppenheimer about his guilt because he saw it as his crime, right? It was his guilt to carry. Uh, carry. Yeah. And, uh, and so that's again, is against this based thing, right? Like, it's a, you're in a bad place uh, in the world where you think, I got to kill these 200,000 people instantaneously. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> yeah. 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 You should talk to
0: somebody, man. Talk to a the therapist or yes. something. <laughs>
1: Um, okay. So, uh, there was a, uh, cryptocurrency guy who was found in Argentina over the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Or over the last week. In Did a briefcase, yeah. Yeah, all cut up. Jeez. Yep. Now that's a non-fiat currency right there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I also, I, I, I'm just missing the bits that I missed from my currency bit earlier. Uh, <laughs> that was, that was one of them. Oh, and I see. And then the other.
0: <laughs> you go through your notes now.
1: <laughs> yeah. The other one that I missed was that, um, did you know that Quebec has a, uh, a gold reserve? I did several not. Several hundred, several hundred tons of gold and they're the only province with a gold reserve. Huh. It's like. Yeah, they pull out the second most amount of gold in uh, Canada too, so hmm. I guess that makes sense. It does. They have the second most amount of people, and they've also got, got a liquid that. gold reserve, don't they? The maple syrup reserve. Yeah, <laughs> and the the uh, what's it called? The topic of many uh, a great conspiracy documentary. For real. Um, yeah, the the mob is involved with the what maple syrup. What
0: kind of conspiracy could you build around just a huge fucking tank full of maple syrup?
1: Well, it's a it's a valued asset that sits there, and you know you can invest based off nice, oh like yeah. That. The mob dips its fingers into that right away, right? <laughs> I've got I've got two thousand gallons of maple syrup that I don't have. Oh my god! You know, <laughs> that, that I'm going to invest based on that. I'll <laughs> leverage it to you and they'll be like, oh yeah, no problem. Yeah, Hang on,
0: I'm going to put a picture of it in chat here. I had to look, so I, I needed to know what a strategic maple syrup reserve looks like.
1: They're like big silos, aren't they?
0: No. It's all, there, it's in the left look chat. It's all, in drums, It's all 55-gallon eh? drums. The site can How store more f- than 55 million pounds of maple syrup. That's 94,000 barrels.
1: They should just create, like, big tubs and that are, like, by year- and then you got the, you know, the good vintage. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, it's, it's barrel aged. Yeah, barrel aged <laughs> in a fucking oil drum. God, That's so I good. might make
0: that picture my desktop background. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So striking to look
1: at. Ugh.
0: All right. Yeah. What else is in the news? We're. At, we, I think we've burned through everything we wanted to talk about.
1: Basically, I got a. An article from a guy. What time is it? How much time we got left? We got, 10 minutes? We got 10. I do have something else that might kill 10 minutes. Yeah, you do your 10 minutes then. I'll save this for a rainy day. Well, just going back to how uh, schizophrenic everybody's getting.
0: I, I've i got a little bit of FOMO, man. Like... Of schizophrenia? Yeah. They, like... I keep getting this subreddit suggested called r slash experiencers, and it's... Um, okay. People who have been either abducted by aliens or telepathically communicating with aliens or, you know, just generally experiencing stuff that can't be explained. And they look like they're having Mm. such a good time.
1: I'm (laughs) sure they're microdosing shrooms. I'm jealous.
0: (laughs) I want to have fun like that.
1: How's that supposed to burn 10 minutes? (laughs) uh, Well, let's
0: talk about some stuff we see of people being schizophrenic and how much fun they're having. (laughs) (laughs) The alien uh, stuff is huge Like if I could believe The American government I would be loving this court trial That's going on right now You
1: you should read the works of uh, The philosophers Felix Deleuze And Guattari I'm looking at one of their works right now Uh Uh, uh, What's it called Uh, Anti-Oedipus And uh, what's it called Schizophrenia and Capitalism I think is the title of the book I can't see it from here It's up there but anyways, uh, they talk about the schizophrenic as the one who is liberated from the, from the capitalistic system, right? And Interesting. What they uh, what they say is that you should eventually try to uh, be able to become high on water, is the the end goal of the schizophrenic. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, the, so liberated reading... in their mind
1: only, you mean? I don't know what they mean. I've read. <laughs> some 600 pages of their books. They're the pinnacle of French philosophy right now. Right. Uh, Deleuze and Guattari. And they're a reaction to Derrida, in my opinion. And Derrida leaves us with, there's nothing. You can have, there there are no truths. You can basically know nothing and feel nothing and argue nothing. There's just nothing. Right. I've discredited everything worth, our, worth having as a position. And then uh, what they try to do is to attack the structures that define how we think so that perhaps that there is meaning possible in a different way they describe it as arboreal thinking Ar- arboreal means trees right yeah. so you've built your thoughts up like a tree and that everything descends from first principles sorry ascends from first principles and then branches out and that they would like you to become more rhizomatic in your thinking which means that you grow like a moss over many many surfaces and try to in- Ingest as much as you can. Interesting. Instead of being a tree. Yeah. Yeah. You should be a moss, not a tree. Okay. Yeah. Easily the edgiest of the philosophies in there. <laughs> like the way yeah, I think he opens one chapter with like a, uh they they just swear nonstop. Like they talk about poop. In the book? Uh, the, yeah, they talk about <laughs> fucking a lot. Interesting. They're they're trying to discredit Freudian psychology, right? right. So they're fucking they're going for it, right? They uh, they gotta be talking about some odd shit if you're gonna be talking about Freud, yeah. Because Freud was an odd motherfucker.
0: They sound French as hell.
1: Mm-hmm. I uh, one of the uh things the algorithm feeds me uh is anti-Freudian uh, <laughs> propaganda. Right. There'll be these shorts by these PhDs and doctors and things like that, and they'll be talking about why they hate Freud. And I love Freud. I love reading Freud. Uh, I always have, and um, it reminded me of this Reddit argument I got into one time. And uh, what what I've decided is that everyone who hates Freud has never actually read Freud, and they just have read summaries of Freud. Yeah, and because you should be able to be like, yeah, obviously, uh, penis envy, probably a bad theory, right? Like, <laughs> probably, yeah, <laughs> probably no good. Great mushroom, right? just, bad theory. Uh, yeah. So there's all sorts of stuff that you should just be able to dismiss as, like, early uh, 20th century nonsense. But then you throw out the baby with the bathwater, right? Like, there was a reason that Freud was the most celebrated mind of his time at that point, right? Yeah. there are things that are in his writings that are truly enlightening. And I always go back to the, uh, the analogy of the city of Rome to the human mind. And he analogizes that the human mind is like the city of Rome. Only you can see every point of the Roman uh, development throughout its history since like negative 700 BC to now when it was hills and some tribes and a fucking wooden palisade to now the St. Peter's Basilica. I love that bit. Yeah. It's such a good bit. Anyways, I, I, blew up your topic about talking about people who have been abducted by aliens. (laughs) Do you believe there are aliens here? I mean, like that guy was talking to the. the, Congress or whatever. Yeah. Was it Senate or Congress? I I don't care.
0: I, I just don't feel confident taking
1: either position anymore. You know? I, I, I know they're here. They're fucking (laughs) here. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't think it matters. So they, they don't seem to be inclined to affect anything or do anything. If they could get here, they could change everything immediately. And that they haven't means they don't want to, right? Or that they're not here. But I don't believe they're not here. because <laughs> Yeah. The number, or they don't want the number to of s- I don't know. Yeah. What are they waiting for? You know what I mean? Yeah. The, you know what they could be waiting for? Yeah. A religiosity. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe. You you, la- you laugh, but like a bunch of fucking apes that don't believe in a sky father are probably a lot safer to handle than a bunch of uh, apes that do. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the momentum for a-religiosity is up- approaching, uh, what's it called, majoritarian uh, results in a bunch of Western countries now, right? Like in France, it's just broken 51 recently. Really? I thought we were and further it, along yeah. than that. no and uh, Canada's at like 35 or 40 or something like that. And, and before long, 70, 80% of people are going to be like, no, I don't believe in any God whatsoever. Yeah. And then the aliens will descend from the ship and be like, all right, you've grown up. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's too optimistic. I think <laughs> if they're here, they are, um, I don't know, collecting data and probably vacationing you know wildlife yeah they uh yeah i just and if they're crash landing maybe some of them are drinking and driving too like Mm -hmm. it's a spaceship it crashed (laughs) how many times has this happened yeah this thing's came
0: it came through space it came from another
1: planet and it crashed i can't believe it. it jumped it jumped how many thousands of light years yeah in an instant, <laughs> Like...
0: Yeah, I can't believe anything crashed. I can't believe we've recovered any bodies that weren't given to us. Like, um... I, I mentioned... Um, feeling like I'm missing out specifically because somebody made a post on that experiencers thing and they're like, oh, um... We're gonna have a major extraterrestrial contact in 2028 and they're gonna completely reveal themselves in 2033 or 2034 and, um you know, things are going to be really cool. They're communicating with some people telepathically. Like if you think about aliens, you just have to think, uh, yes, I want to meet aliens. And then your vote gets counted among everybody, everybody else's vote. And once they have enough votes, they'll reveal themselves like, oh man, I, you've got this all worked out. It's so,
1: it must be nice to be an unintelligent schizophrenic. like that. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, no way that we haven't hit that, uh, threshold already. What was the, uh, percentage of people who wanted to meet an alien, I don't know, in 1945. In 1977, (laughs) Star Wars 1 comes out, right? Yeah. 51% that night. Well. It's gotta be. (laughs) Yeah.
0: What I think he meant was like, you have to consciously like think to yourself, you know, you have to like be in like kind of kind of a deep meditative state to actually
1: broadcast your vote effectively or whatever. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know, man. Well, just give me a second. I'm going to register to vote then. Okay, yeah, you do that. I'll uh I'll give you your privacy the, here. I did vo- I did vote for the aliens. You I did voted for vote. Malakmar <laughs> for president.
0: Um and I think I, a part of why I'm feeling so much FOMO is cuz I just want to be Arthur Dent, man. Like I want That's what it is. I'll be the bumbling ape.
1: Let's go. I'll tell you all you about humans. Be the main character. That's what it is. You want to escape. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Arthur Dent, as bumbling and uninteresting as he is, has some of the most interesting travels with a beautiful woman and some very interesting people. Yeah. You know it's I mean? a great story. So it is a great story. So you don't really want to be Arthur Dent, you just really want out of your life. Like <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> That's what everybody else on those subreddits wants to. Like, I just For gotta sure. keep that in mind. Yes. Religion and superstition yeah. are the first resorts of the helpless. Mm
1: -hmm. whenever I uh, hear from somebody who's being like a real conspiracy theorist people would think of as a crank I just know that they can sense like I can that everything is wrong yeah but unlike me they're unable to put it together yeah (laughs) there's
0: no materialist analysis going on there
1: yeah I'm not even doing that much of a materialist analysis you know I just feel that vibe and it's like yeah, them (laughs) rich people got too much (laughs) yeah Yeah, but you know, you understand the material backbone. Yeah, I, I pretend it's just a vibe after having spent, like, I don't know, close to a decade in intense study of fucking the fucking theory. You know what I mean? Yeah. like, So, whatever.
0: <laughs> the vibes are certainly off, and they're, man, not getting any better anytime soon. AI, aliens, fuck, let's go. Let's just fucking crank it up to 11. Let's get this over with.
1: Yeah, let's uh, what's it called? Hit the uh, the the point where we uh become one with machines. Sure, yeah, yeah. whatever. <laughs> Fuck it. Anything
0: that breaks <laughs> the right. stalemate.
1: All right. Thanks for enduring that hour with us. Yeah, that wasn't oh, as bad as I thought it was gonna be. Yeah. Time is coming.